So today we have this beautiful healer on with us, someone who I've personally worked with and got so much value and knowledge from. And today she's sharing her incredible story of growing up in a family that she didn't really resonate with or didn't want to resonate with. She comes from a long line of healers, but it was her gifts that she denied for a very long time, which actually caused her to fall ill and have to rediscover who she is and the way in which she wants to be in the world. And that really required her to be in full surrender to her body, to her life, to the universe. And because she chose that path, so many doors have opened up for her and she's created everything she's ever desired and much, much more. So today is a very deep conversation around what it really takes to create a life that you love. And it really does require surrender and the realization that our mind can only take us so far and life has bigger plans for us than we could ever imagine. So let's go ahead and dive in. It's time to create a life that's better than your dreams with the I Heart My Life show. I'm Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your I Heart My Life show host. This is your one-stop shop for all things personal development meets lifestyle. So pull up a seat, get out a pen and a paper and get ready to learn. Welcome to the I Heart My Life show, Dorota. I'm so excited to have this time with you and to go deep and just unearth anything that wants to be voiced today. Uh, Thank you so much for having me here. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation and to really exploring some uh, deep topics that I know we can, we can talk about today. Yeah. So beautiful. So we met a few months ago at our mutual friend, Nita's house, who's been on the podcast. Um, And I didn't get to talk to you that much. You were chatting with my husband a bit more, but we had a really beautiful healing session that you offered me a few weeks ago. And you're just such a powerful force in the world. So I definitely want to talk about your work. But before that, I'd love to take it back and just understand a little bit more about your background. Because I know you mentioned to me that you come from a long line of healers. So I'd love for you to share a little bit more about your story and how you came to do this work. Uh, amazing. So as you mentioned, um, my family actually had, uh, well, we have healers and psychic in a family from generation to generation. And we, my grand-grandparents were clairvoyant and, and healers. And um, we even had some sort of alchemy book that was passed actually uh, from generation to generation and um, was giving people those tools to um, to navigate in an invisible world. Uh, however, the book was well, uh, lost during the war, the Second World War. So my father didn't inherit the book. And that was, I think, the, his biggest regret that he couldn't have access directly to that wisdom. So he had to start from scratch. I grew up within the knowledge of healing energy, of medium capacities, of magic, uh, you can say. And, and really, um, I was very, very lucky to have uh, that sort of very early on introduction to that world. But it was scary for me because it wasn't just that I was introduced to it. I was also experiencing very early on all sort of strange things. And as a child, it would quite, you know, um, strongly freak me out. So for years, I actually blocked myself from hearing things from seeing things from 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 feeling um and i always can you explain sorry can you explain what it was that you actually saw and heard so i i my talent my gifts uh, are a few different things i'm clear audience so i hear uh messages i hear the information about people uh, wisdom so my um my book is uh, 80 percent channeled it's it, it literally a pieces of information that are coming to me that, um, that, that I either choose to receive or not. Um, I'm also medium, um, so I feel spirits. I choose to not 
engage much with spirits in this life, but uh, but I can feel them and I can definitely, uh, I definitely experience um, everything that relates to spirits that you can possibly imagine. And so as a child, I will have this constant visits of spirits uh, who would like to simply communicate with me. And then that was very, very scary. And I also have the capacity of, uh, of feeling people. So whenever I enter someone's aura, I receive some sort of mood board. So I can, I can literally look at, feel the person and, and almost have like a, like a visual representation of that person's life. And that's a very beautiful gift because every time, you know, I even walk through a park and I will meet someone's aura, it's like it's this constant movie that that is projected um, and given to me. And it took me years to learn to use that and to use that well. Uh, at first, uh, you know, I thought, I thought everyone had those abilities and we were all the same. And I do believe that everyone does. We just don't have as much developed or maybe you will have more stronger visual perception than, than, than the, the feeling perception and different you know senses will operate uh, differently in different people but for me blocking that energy resulted in really rejecting myself uh, and that uh, unfortunately uh, related to uh, in my case quite quite heavy physical uh, conditions, physical disease. I had a heart operation. I had a bladder uh, operation, bladder uh, autoimmune disease, and and I was pretty much, you know, um, seeing doctors and taking different sort, some different uh, types of medications for altogether maybe fifteen years of my life. So it was very painful, very uh, confusing time in my life where I questioned everything and I questioned life I questioned my purpose of being here when I was 19 with my autoimmune disease I went to India hoping that I will find some healers who would miraculously cure me and what happened is that in India I almost died I got extremely rare infection that resulted in internal bleeding and and I was pretty much ready to go that fortunately didn't happen I was transported by plane from Bangalore to Delhi and, and doctors were able to save me but at this stage I really I really couldn't understand why all of this would happen to me and why would I have such a bad luck right and during that and, time did your did your parents know that you were blocking this like did since they obviously have similar gifts were they how did they handle um your gifts and talk to you about this I think it wasn't in my case, it wasn't just a combination of, it, it wasn't just uh, rejecting my gifts. It was a combination of rejecting my gifts and being actually rejected by my brother, where, with who I had absolutely zero relationship when I, when I was growing up. So I felt uh, that the rejection was not only the one I was causing to myself, it was the one that I was experiencing for someone from someone very close. And with my brother, you know, I I was the the golden child. I was the golden, you know, daughter who was supposed to be always perfect, was supposed to be always right. And and unfortunately, he felt that he was the one um, who wasn't uh, always perfect and who wasn't okay and who wasn't, you know, loved by my parents. Uh, to the same extent that I was and which wasn't of course true but this is how it felt for him um, so my childhood wasn't uh, ideal and and you know I I very quickly left my home at the age of 16 just to avoid uh, that relationship and that rejection and my father uh, because that that's from sort of from my father's side um, the whole family was psychic. Um, but from my mom's side, there was this huge trauma on the family uh, that uh, energetically was quite heavy on all of us because it was transgenerational trauma. Uh, my grand-grandparents were taken to Siberia during the Second World War and pretty much my grandma-grandma was murdered there by the soldiers because she was she was from aristocratic family. She spoke multiple languages and she was simply killed for that. Half of her children died from hunger. Um, and may, when my grandparents returned to Poland, we basically, you know, um, 
everything was was so devastating and the entire experience and starting from absolute scratch to to rebuild um you know the family heritage and dignity and safety and security was was close to impossible so there was this huge um heaviness on on the family that then resulted in in, in drinking of my grandfather and and later on uh, almost all the members of the family so that said uh post communist poland you know in that time people were not that much focused on developing necessarily you know uh psychic abilities rather than just surviving and and having enough money to pay for for life and so my father and my mother were fighting very hard to just rebuild themselves and rebuild the life that would uh, allow them to to live comfortably um so i didn't see much parents that much when i was growing up they were both working and i was uh, raised pretty much by my grandmother and so i was pretty left by myself with with everything that was happening and uh it was later on when my father started to guide me through through those gifts and those um those abilities and sort of being be, being my mentor uh in that sense and i think and i feel right now because i actually never spoke about this in so much detail that in the way i had to discover my own path and and this is exactly what happened that after so many years of uh pretty much trying to figure out figure out everything by myself i at the age of 20 24 25 i completely let go and i completely let go of any desire even to know any desire of being healed any desire of changing and anything i stopped fighting with myself and that led me to to monastery and i actually um locked myself in a monastery with with monks in north and thailand and started for the first time in my life very uh intense meditation for 7 hours per day and i remember when i walked to that monastery um the monk looked at me and said oh vipassana very easy for you you meditated lots of past life it's going to be very easy for you and i felt uh ha huh, interesting right let's see what's going to happen and and indeed when i when i started to meditate it was like coming back home it was like i knew that it wasn't something i was doing for the first time and on the first day i detached from my physical body i could re i was re-experiencing my body i was re-experiencing the energies and um i would start to have dreams about what was going to happen the next day clairvoyant dreams and and all those psychic abilities started to to awaken quite quickly um and that was the beginning of my of my life that was the beginning of of the second chapter of my life where where i returned to myself and very slowly started to reintegrate that knowledge and you know at first i just wanted to stay there for the rest of my life and lock myself in the forest and and just meditate and and i realized that this is not a path we have to take that knowledge back to help other people uh but it it would take me around 2 years to just reintegrate what happened and to be able to come back to the society where everything was different my friends were different i my relationship with everyone became different I, how i was perceiving everyone was different do you ever wonder when your life is going to get good like really good like trips to italy good Maybe you have the job or the business what you thought you wanted, but it still doesn't feel like enough and you're ready for a change, but you're worried about the pivot. Or do you ever feel like your mind is holding you back from going to the next level, making more money and creating success? Have you achieved everything you want to achieve? Maybe more than you thought was possible, but now you're burnt out and your health is suffering and you barely ever see your loved ones. Or maybe you find yourself wondering when you're ever actually going to be happy. If so, I want to invite you to my Love Your Life Masterclass. Go ahead and go to iheartmylife.com/go and save your seat today. This is a live class where I'm sharing my better than your dreams framework, which is all about helping you create a life that's better than your dreams. I'm going to be sharing three key shifts to creating a life that you love, and it's going to be full of my best content. So go to iheartmylife.com/go and save your seat today. 
I have a few questions about that. So the, you said that you like let go of everything. Can you describe that a little bit more? Because I know one of the things you and I talked about was actually full acceptance of either outcome of life. You know, the, my whole business is going to crumble and my business is going to be really successful, like full acceptance and almost no attachment because when we're so anti one thing, like whatever we resist persists and we actually are putting energy towards it. So is that what you mean? Like you let go of any like preconceived notion of what you needed to be or what you needed to do. And you just were, or like, what did that look like? Before I learned acceptance, there was a quite a long, long, long way before that happened. At first, what happened was letting go of desire, letting go of the desire to control my life. I had to be pushed to the rock bottom. I had to be pushed to completely break and fall completely apart in order to do that, in order to surrender. Because when you live and grew up in such a little safer environment, what happens to you, you learn to control your environment. You learn to control yourself in order to, to build that sense of security, that sense of safety. And, you know, by controlling, trying to control yourself and your life, you, you judge that the certain way is the right way for you. You judge that, you know, the certain path is the right path. And the truth is you can't possibly know which path is right. And going even further with that thought, every path is the right path. Because every path will eventually lead you to reconnection to yourself. You can make this path longer. You can make it more painful. You can make it more complicated. But every way is the right way. Right. There isn't just it almost doesn't matter what you do in your life and who you become and where you live. As long as you are going in this direction of re-experiencing truly who you are from from the alignment and the connection to your to your soul. And so in that moment, when I was 25, I, you know, I had my boyfriend who broke up with me in the middle of nowhere. I had my autoimmune disease, who was extremely painful. I finished university. I had no idea what to do with my life. And that was the point when I just broke. And I said, okay, well, you know, maybe everything I imagined for myself, maybe life has a different plan for me. And what is the plan? And maybe I'm supposed to be sick for the rest of my life. Maybe this disease is protecting me from something else. At the end of the day, you can't know what you are gaining or losing by, you know, being in a specific experience. So we should never judge this experience as bad or good, because maybe this experience is the perfect experience we are supposed to go through in that specific moment. And on, on a much bigger picture, it, it will actually serve us. In so that you stop fighting life, essentially. Essentially, yes. Yeah. And in that moment of surrender, you know, I just didn't have to be anymore, anyone. I didn't have to do anything and I ha- didn't have to go anywhere. And what happened is that life started to create such enormous and beautiful synchronicity in my life that I received so much more from life in the next six months that I could possibly imagine so if I you know if it was up to me it I would have received much less because I didn't know that that much was possible for me like what what did you receive you know it was it was just Imagine you're, you know, 25 years old, you have no idea what to do with your life and you have that disease. And and what happened in the next six months is that through the meditation, within 10 days, I was healed. I haven't been, I haven't taken any medication for the disease for now over 15 years, uh, 10 years, sorry, it was 25, 10 years ago. So the disease completely um, disappeared, no symptoms. I got a job offer that paid within two weeks of work for almost a year of my apartment uh, that I didn't have. So the apartment, I, I've got a, a beautiful apartment of my friends who lived back then in California and offered me to basically rent their home uh, for half price. It was just abundance after abundance. And it was quite 
quite remarkable because it was so such a big abundance in such a short amount of time that that I was amazed um, by how simply surrendering and putting yourself in a state of receiving whatever is there for you to be received, uh, how much life actually is willing to give you. And, and how, you know, sorry, I keep interrupting you, but I'm so curious. <laughs> so, but how do you, for the people listening who are wondering, like, how do you even put yourself in a state of receiving? Can you explain that? And my other question with that is when you're meditating, are you focused on abundance or is it really just focused on like being? <laughs> I'm not focused on, on anything. Uh, you know, I I am very good manifester and I study law of attraction for quite a bit. And there is, you know, a, a lots of different philosophies saying, you know, you need to feel the energy of, of uh, whatever you are desiring. You need to feel the abundance. You need to feel love. And it's it's partially true. You de- It definitely helps to feel a whole, I would say. Don't even go specific, just feel a whole because from a place of whole, you will attract absolutely everything. And people, you know, when you feel feel in love, if, if you want to attract love into your life, feel simply in love. But I would push it even further. Like if you notice love on the street, can you be grateful for just love existing in this world rather than, you know, trying to, to attract it, can you be just grateful that it exists, that you can witness it? Uh, because in this way, you dissolve the the space that um, uh, the space of the lack that is between you and love itself, and it works like this for everything. But but this is only part of you know, of how to manifest everything into your life. And, and I think uh, a lot of people are very good in manifesting, but they are and creating, but they are not very good in receiving it, right? So we send those thoughts, we send those vibrations, we send this energy out, but then we are not putting ourselves in the state of receiving it. So it comes, basically comes from us, us and, mm-hmm. and com- comes past us and we are losing this opportunity. Um, and it's if you if you're not in the state of receiving, you you can spend hours and weeks on 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 trying to manifest whatever is there that you that you wish to to receive, but you are not going to receive it. And so for me, I um, I focused mostly on being in the state of receiving and not any longer on even manifesting or creating because I assume that whatever I am imagining is right for me. I can't possibly know if that thing is truly right for me. So I'm just simply opening myself up to receive whatever is there that life wants to give me. And most of the time it's it's so much more that I could possibly imagine. Uh, And how do you put yourself in that state? It's simply, which is actually the hardest thing. Uh, because it, it requires you to completely surrender. It's, it requires you to completely surrender your desires, uh, your ideas, your judgment about what is that that you want to receive and turn that energy of creation into manifestation and almost stop it. It's almost like, you know, when you are really, 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 really tired by doing something uh, physically, actively, and there is this moment of complete letting go and letting your muscle to just like collapse. That's what you actually surrender. And that's the moment that submission to life is the frequency in which you can receive life. It's not very easy practically to do. Uh, and it, 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 me who is like natural controller, uh, it, it definitely took a long time to even learn and to even recognize the vibration of receiving but it is the vibration of absolute trust that you don't have to do anything you only can but you don't have to do anything and you are the magnus you are the magnus that is constantly attracting things to you and so only your only ever role is to match the vibration of whatever you you are willing to attract 
and realign yourself with your true self. So raise your vibration and hold space in that vibration so those things can basically be magnetized to you. Does it make sense? Yeah. And for the person who's listening, who's like, well, how do I raise my vibration? Is there (laughs) one, (laughs) I know I'm asking you such deep questions, but is there one way someone could do that? Like you said, thinking about gratitude, when you experience love and you see it on the street, is there a way that someone could raise their vibration easily? Yes. And our vibration naturally is high. If we don't think our vibration is high, So it's basically really practicing um, not thinking. Thoughts are judgment. And thoughts are constantly lowering our vibration and constantly really contributing to enormous amount of stress, enormous amount of monkey mind that that is questioning everything, that is focusing on the details, that is is, uh, creating this separation from uh, ourself and the world. You know, when you are in your mind, you are almost not seeing what's in front of you. It's like a, having a veil and seeing your 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 thoughts first, right? Mm-hmm. And so, if you only, if you can notice how present you are every single day, and how much actually time you spend in your mind versus you spend in your body, uh, this is a great beginning because every time you are present, every time you are in your body, your vibration will be high. Your thoughts will be stopped and you will be in a state of peace and joy naturally. So your only task actually is stop your mind from thinking. The moments of the deepest wisdom you can experience, they don't come from the process of thinking. They come from enlightenment of the intuition. They are the whispers of your intuition with plenty of ideas and that are there to enlighten certain parts of you and so when we are in that state of of stillness when we manage to stop and quiet our mind that's when the energy that we are attracting and magnetizing can manifest to us so it it will come to us in the form often of a thought, an idea, an impulse, a desire. Hey, do this. Hey, write that. Hey, be there. And it's to guide you to be in exactly right place in exactly right time for whatever you wish to manifest, right? You might wake up with this desire. Hmm, maybe I will go and have a massage today. But what happens? You start to think. And you feel, no, but I have to do this and I have to do that and I don't really have time for it. And you jump to work and you operate on autopilot. You completely remove yourself from being present. But this state in the morning when you're, you know, in literally in your theta brainwaves, in your alpha brainwaves, is the best state to receive. And so one day I had the situation that I literally uh, woke up feeling like I really would like to have a massage today. And I was in Warsaw. Warsaw is not a place where I get massages normally. So there was no association for me to get a massage in Warsaw. And I'm like, this is the strangest. I I have no even idea where to go. So I opened my laptop and there was this post. uh, Someone invited me to, uh, to be my friends on Facebook. And I clicked on that person and there was this post. It's like, thank you for amazing massage. And I knew in that stage that there was it was something more than just a massage. So I literally took a phone and 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 the elder number and called the the salon and asked if there would be any availability. And they said, "Yeah, of course, come in two hours. We are we are free." And I'm like, "Okay." So I went there, thinking to myself, "Okay, what is happening right now? Why this is happening?" And the woman started to talk to me. And back then I was still writing my book. And uh, she started to ask me all this question about personal growth. And by the end of the massage, she asked me, listen, I have a group of 20 women. Would you like to do a workshop for us? We would love to see you on like weekly basis. And so for the next two months, I was doing a workshop for 20 women uh, in Warsaw. And it wouldn't have happened out of my traditional normal thinking. I wouldn't I couldn't possibly come up with this idea, you know, to start even this kind of workshop. So to summarize, um, when you quiet your mind, you allow yourself to drop to the state of presence. 
The state of being present is the state with your highest vibration. It, that's the only thing you should practice on a daily basis. The more you can be present on a daily basis, the better and the higher your vibration will rise. In that moment of presence and stillness, look for desires, those, those random weird ideas, those uh, moments of enlightenment, because this is how the universe is trying to get you exactly to the places where you are supposed to be. And through that path, through following those desires, you will receive exactly what you are supposed to receive. Wow. Thank you for describing that. What a beautiful example. <laughs> and it really speaks to our tagline at I Heart My Life, which is create a life better than your dreams. Because I feel like, mm. you know, we can only take ourselves so far. The universe obviously knows the greater plan and will send us those Absolutely. downloads. Yeah. But so many people aren't tapped into their intuition or they're not making time to be present, or they're not even mm. recognizing that that's what's happening. And they're just you know, using their own agenda. And like you said, just overworking and not actually tuning in. So that's such a beautiful example. Yeah. And that results in, you know, big depression, stress and, and unhappiness, because you can't be happy if you're misaligned with yourself and you can't create alignment if you're misaligned. Mm. Right. So if you're acting out of place of misalignment, which will be every time, if you are not present, you will attract more misalignment. So this certain situation in your life that are supposed to wake you up and put you back in, uh, you know, in, in, in this connection within yourself. Yeah. So important. So <laughs> it sounds like, you know, that period of time was such a turning point for you. Obviously, like you said, you started your second chapter. Um, and then was that when you evoked on your work as a healer and somebody who obviously you're an author as well? Is that when all of that started? Gosh, way after, actually, I first went through enormous uh, a month of my own healing, because once you open the Pandora <laughs> box, Oh, yes, there is a lot, a lot that has to be processed. And the fact that you just wake up and you get your first awakening and enlightenment, if you, if you wish, doesn't mean that suddenly you're a perfect person, right? In my case, I had to clear all transgenerational traumas from my family, my relationship with my parents, relationship with my brother, relationship with myself. I had to read. Uh, resolve within myself fear of rejection fear the shame uh, guilt um, fear of expressing myself and all basically main um, you know wounds humans wounds that every single person suffers from um, in one way or another so I had to make sure that I get myself on the level where I could even think of helping other people um, and so I worked with many healers I worked with many coaches I um, I did practices after practices until I got to the point where I didn't really it, it I didn't really decide I wanted to be a healer I always knew I had gifts but I, it was never a decision I took, you know, things were since 10 years, I actually didn't have, uh, didn't take any decision on what I'm supposed to do. My intention 10 years ago was for life to simply show me how can I use my biggest gift for the benefit of other people. And since that moment, it's life has been guiding me exactly to the places exactly um, to 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 opportunities that would help to manifest that even my book I it was absolutely effortless process I had a publishing house contacting me out of nowhere um, to to ask me uh, to write a book on self love with them after seeing my talk so with a keeling part simply at some point I got myself at the level where people started to ask me for sessions. And it just happened. It just happened. It was around four years ago. And that's where I knew I was ready because I, it wasn't a decision. It was, it was simply me attracting and, and making myself available for people. And since then, I've been working 
with people, um, either one-on-one uh, or groups or doing retreats or speaking at large conferences. So beautiful. And I love how you're describing this because I've been thinking a lot about it recently um, with some of the shifts that are happening behind the scenes for us personally and also in business. And I was listening to an episode that our friend uh, recorded and interviewed Vision from Mind Valley. And just the way that vision was speaking, I was like, wow, you know, this person is on a completely different level. And I was comparing him to me, not in a negative way, but just in general, because I'm very inspired by mind Valley and what he's been able to create. And I was just thinking, you know, I have a lot of work to do within myself still. And although I've been on a big transformational journey the last 10 years or so, and just like you have worked with a lot of healers and coaches and mentors, you know, there, there is a whole nother level. Um, and I'm excited about that because I can just see that when mm-hmm. I up level, how that will just infiltrate everything and really support me and being able to work with a higher, uh, a more evolved I don't know the right terminology, but just a different type of person and be able to serve in a different way. And I actually see it as a duty as well. Like I really, mm-hmm. I, I need to do that. And it's not that I don't want to, but I, I, I it's both. I need to do that mm-hmm. in order to up-level the brand. Like it starts with me. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. felt such an invitation to that next level over the last week or so. And Beautiful. it was just very obvious to me that that's what's required. You know, every time when we up-level ourselves, uh, our reality changes and our friends, our circle of friends changes, uh, our mentors are changing, our coaches, our people, we simply attract vibrationally. So the easiest way to see how much you are evolving is to see what is changing in your physical reality that is only an extension of you. So, you know, clearly if you are magnetizing towards those people, at that level, you've done the work and you're ready to resonate in that level, which is beautiful, right? Yeah. And having this conversation with you, like, obviously you have done so much more work than me in this area. And it's, but, you know, we're here having this conversation. And even yesterday I got to interview somebody who's been such an inspiration to me in the business space for so many years. And it was all because I felt inspired to book a call with her on this random platform where you can speak to influencers Mm -hmm. and celebrities. And, you know, now she's become a friend and there, you know, are collaborations in the works and things like that. So I appreciate you saying that. And it's a great way for people to identify where they're at in the journey as well. Absolutely, And don't be afraid of the change, right? Mm -hmm. Because change will come. If you shift yourself, you will experience change in your physical reality. You will, your job will change. Your relationship will change. Your friends will change. Your mentors will change. It's going to change hundred percent. And so more you learn to adapt and be open to that uh quicker and smoother it will go for you but it's unavoidable and and it's a beautiful beautiful process because you realize well you know we can't really attach ourselves to anything but there isn't uh life never leaves void in your life it always you know any empty space always gets filled with so much more and so much uh, such 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 much bigger uh, opportunities and and relationships that are you know um, so much better and more evolved than the ones before, and so it's 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 amazing to just watch that and be open to that and um, to receive all of that. Mm. So I'd love to talk a little bit more about your work. Um, And in particular, I have my notes pulled up from our session and you identified that I had three emotions trapped in my body and I'm just going to share them. So you said I had inadequacy trapped in my head from my mother. I had um, being violated trapped in my stomach and bladder from also from my mother. I had helplessness in my stomach um, trapped in there from a situation with a man And number one, like, this is so intriguing to me because like, how do you know this (laughs) is the first question. (laughs) And, um, do we all have emotions trapped in our body and how do we release that? We do. Um, it's, you know, uh, any work that is done on any human being should involve, uh, the work on the spiritual side, mental side and the physical side. 
And it's very important to combine those because if you just work on your mindset and on clearing your subconscious beliefs and your self-sabotaging programs, but you have trapped energy in your body, that energy will will basically send a vibration that will magnetize things that you don't want to receive. And until this vibration is liberated from your body, it's literally uh, it's it literally energy that is magnetizing experiences to you. So, um, so like I'll magnetize every- inadequacy or being violated or helplessness. Correct. Even if I cleared that subconsciously, if it's in my body, I'm attracting it. A hundred percent. And and how it works is that every time we experience a situation that wasn't processed emotionally, the emotion gets trapped in our body. Additionally to that, the emotion that hasn't been processed by our mother where we were in her womb get unfortunately recorded in our body when we are in this uh, um, nine month period of experiencing our mom's emotion and basically Uh, having those emotions recorded in our body as well. And then on top of that, there is transgenerational trauma, which are the emotions that haven't been processed by by our ancestor that that gets passed from generation to generation that can be recorded in our body. And when we clear that emotion, it gets, it clears the entire lineage, which is very beautiful process. So those emotions uh, can be released by there are many different techniques to release them uh, body's technique natural technique uh, to release those emotions is to through actually uh, a disease so our body is naturally designed to survive no matter what so your body will do everything to heal itself too so if your body develop a disease it's there to heal something else if that makes sense so every time there is a combination, accumulation of a, an energy that is, um, that is too heavy for the body, the body will, will develop either you will break something in your body or you will get sick or um, there will be some sort of condition that is designed to eliminate that energy. And so whenever you get sick, the right reaction to speed up the process is to actually be grateful because your body is trying to help you. And more you are grateful and more you, more you open up for your body's healing process, quicker it goes. The moment we fight and reject the disease, we separate from the disease and subconsciously actually are blocking the healing process from happening. So, you know, it, it, it's hard to understand that almost mentally, but the easiest way to heal yourself is to be grateful for your disease is to love your own disease, whatever, no matter, it doesn't matter what is there. If you understand that that disease is healing and releasing something else, the only person who stands on the way of your own healing is yourself and your mind. That because we become judgmental and we judge the disease, we reject the disease, we don't like the disease, we send all of the hatred energy towards ourselves that is basically blocking the healing. So this is the first thing. This is how naturally body eliminates those um, those uh, trapped energies. There are many different techniques, uh, physical body body energy. Um, you know, you can you can release some through through practices like holotropic uh, breathing, or, or th- there is plenty of ways. However, for me, the most uh, the quickest way is emotional code. And it's a practice where I am actually able to measure exactly in p- which part of body the emotion has been trapped through a chart that I have in front of me. So I'm seeing the charts, I'm measuring, and I, and I can see when the emotion was trapped and relating to which situation and which person. And was it this life or was it transgenerational? So before I release uh, an emotion, I am checking exactly where the emotions are trapped and I'm working by intention. So when uh, you start that work of releasing an emotion, I mean, you might have dozens of trapped emotions. So the easiest way is to either ask your body what is ready to be released now or ask specifically 
is there any emotion that is blocking blocking me from this and that from for example experiencing or receiving love or uh, experiencing um, and, and receiving abundance in my life or simply you have a condition physical condition that might be chronic and you ask your body if there is any trapped emotion that the disease is basically that this condition is uh, is releasing um, so you help your body to release that emotion you release the emotion and very often the condition completely disappears. Wow. That was, that, inex- that was amazing. <laughs> Extended. <laughs> no, I love it. So good. And I love that you gave us practical ways to do this uh, for ourselves and what to ask. And is that kind of the work that you did when you healed your autoimmune disease? Not at all. Uh, my <laughs> <Okay>. auto, <laughs> not, not at all. Uh, it were partially. I, my autoimmune disease wasn't created uh, wasn't uh, created by a trapped emotion. My autoimmune disease was created by a subconscious, basically self-rejection. Mm. Um, and and any autoimmune disease, it's all it always relates to self-love. I did not like myself when I was growing up, and those constant judgment and constant criticism uh constant self self-hatred uh resulted in my case in in a very severe autoimmune disease uh, so for me in order to heal uh myself from that disease i had to fall in love with the disease and with that part of myself that i found very much imperfect for many years and I had a lot of neg- negative emotion towards my disease. So I was sending this constant energy of rejection. And when I understood and when I literally let go of the desire of being healed, that in that moment, I stopped fighting with the disease. Mm-hmm. And I stopped fighting with myself. And that's where the, the disease completely disappeared. Beautiful. So it was more psychological process yeah. combined with, you know, meditation. And, mm-hmm. you you know, there is no right path for everyone. Everyone will have, there's so many healing methods as well. Every yeah. single person will need something, something else and something different. That's why when I work with people, every single session is very different. I, I know many, many different methods to work through the mind, to work through subconscious um beliefs to work for physical uh as you mentioned trapped emotions and and i combine everything i know and 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 simply listen to what is needed uh Mm. in in what every person needs and people might not be ready to receive certain things and and if they are not ready i can't force them to heal i can't give them shortcuts i have to wait and i have to let them to do their their lesson uh, led them to make the mistakes and and just hold the space for that. Um, so it's really whatever whatever your body is ready for. Yeah. Um, in the final minutes, can you tell us a little bit about your book and where people can find it? Yes. So the book um, is my personal, uh, really spiritual biography. I would say the story of my life and everything I went through, but also all the tools I've learned uh, to practice on myself and and, and my clients uh, that help you to really, really, really recreate yourself completely new and completely let go of and and disconnect from any limitations, any limiting beliefs, um, any uh, restriction you have uh, uh, about yourself, you create about yourself and, and mostly um, to let go of all of the ideas you have created about who you are and who you might become. It strips you, in, in, it undresses you uh, from who you think you are to allow you to recreate yourself completely new from the place of a curiosity and unconditional love for yourself. And it's, it's really um, all the practices, at least for me, it really, it really set me free. It really set me free to to enjoy life and experience life in a completely different way without fear, without insecurities, without any limitations and with the full openness. 
and, and magic of this world. So the book um, has over 30 of different exercises. So it's a very practical book. So even if some people might enjoy the audio version, I would recommend to having in your house uh, the physical copy because um, even in the situation when you are triggered uh, or when you are sad or when you are disappointed and you are unhappy, there are very specific exercises you can do with yourself to get yourself out of that state, to quiet your mind and to, to really resolve some, some, some blockages within yourself. And you can buy the book on Amazon in the in UK and there is international link uh, for US. It's going to be published later on this year in US, but uh, for today, it, there is an international link that you can find on my website. Great. And what's the name of the book again? Recreate Yourself. Love it. We'll link that in the show notes. So the Thank final so question, much. yeah, the final question we ask all of our guests on the show is how, well, at least what's one way that our listeners can create a life that's better than their dreams? Let go of your dreams. <laughs> your imagination is your greatest limit because you can't imagine what you don't know. You can't imagine what is not familiar. So let, let go of your dreams. And let life to design your reality. Beautiful. Thank you. Well, I so appreciate your time. I know everyone's going to be wondering where they can find you and how they can work with you. What's the best website or place to connect with you? I mean, um, uh, the, the website and is probably the best place. And you can email me. Uh, through my website. And you can also follow me on Instagram. I post a lot of different quotes and wisdoms uh, regularly. So that could be another place to get inspired. Great. We'll link all of that on iheartmylife.com. Well, thank you so much, Dorota. I so appreciate your time and for going deep with your story and sharing all your wisdom with us. I know that this is going to be a really powerful episode that people are going to listen to multiple times so they can get all of this wisdom and take it all in. So thank you. Thank, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Heart My Life show. Now do us a favor and tell people about this episode. It's truly our duty to make sure that the I Heart My Life movement is spread far and wide. The truth is life can be challenging, but it is possible for all women to love themselves and their lives. And while you're at it, send a link to this episode to three of your friends today, or maybe even post it on social media. Use the hashtag I Heart My Life Show. That's hashtag I Heart My Life Show. And if you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on, and leave a review. Because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. Please remember everything you desire is meant for you and possible. Keep showing up, taking action, and believing in your dreams.